Welcome to episode 17 of Inside Warhawk Athletics, presented by Educators Credit Union. My name is Chris Lindicky, and I'm the Assistant Athletic Director for Strategic Communications and Branding. First up on the pod is Marcus Hudson, a member of the Warhawk football team from 2014 to 17. Marcus was a three-time first-team All-WIC wide receiver for the Warhawks, member of the 2014 National Championship team. So he and graduate assistant Nate Tranel talk about his career with the Warhawks, his life after football, which includes being a police officer and a high school football assistant coach in the Milwaukee area. And they talk about some of his favorite memories from his four years in Whitewater. Second half of the pod is a conversation with Paige Nierman and Sabrina Palavra, the senior captains for the Warhawk women's tennis team, 13-time defending WIC champions. So Sabrina and Paige talk about their time as Warhawks, what they're up to this fall, and what they're up to moving forward, hopeful for a spring season and a chance to get that 14th straight conference title. So thank you for listening. Thank you to Educators Credit Union and Go Warhawks. My name is Nathan Trannell, and I'm a graduate assistant for the Warhawks. Today's guest is 2017's most valuable player and current officer in Greendale, Wisconsin, Marcus Hudson. Marcus played for the Warhawks from 2014 to 2017 and finished his career ranked fifth all-time in program history in receiving yards with 2,545 fifth all-time in touchdowns with 21, and eighth in receptions with 145. Marcus, thank you for joining me today. How are things going for you, man? Nate, thanks for having me. Things are going well. Enjoying life day by day. Glad to be on this talking with you. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited to do this with you. been too long, but... It has. <laughs> first question I have here for you, Marcus, is uh, since you've been done with football, you know, what are some hobbies that you've gotten into? Some hobbies? So um, I coach varsity football over at Greenfield. Uh, high school. I coached the receivers, coached uh, helping out with the DBs. So that's been fun. Uh, obviously, we're not playing yet this season, but we have some contact days, seven on seven. So it's good to see the guys. They're keeping me young over there and whatnot. Um, and then uh, I got a dog. So like uh, spending time with him, training him. So that's been a fun thing. So if you hear like squeaky toys in the background, that's definitely him. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, did you start coaching football? I, I started last year. Uh, okay. Ringerberg, Josh Ringelberg's dad is the head coach over there, so he asked me to come on the coaching staff, and I was all for it. So it's been a fun time giving back, teaching some knowledge to the kids. So it's fun stuff. Awesome. Perfect. Well, yeah, you you have you mentioned that you are currently a police officer in Greendale, Wisconsin. You know how did how does this job going for you so far? It's going well. I love I, I love Greendale. It's a great little town. In Milwaukee County, small enough. I'm a small town guy, so it's small enough for me. Uh, but we're still busy over there. I've been on there for in Greendale for a year and a half now. Um, been a police officer for two years. I started off in the township of Delvin, my hometown. Then I moved on over to Greendale, a little bigger than the town of Delvin. So it's been a good change. I'm I'm loving it so far. Um, great guys I'm working with. Um, working for a great chief. So all that plays in a factor with it. So I'm just gonna keep going from there. It's fun. As long as I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing, right? Obviously, you work yeah. with people that really enjoy being around and doing something that you love. Um, exactly. So, you know, the next question I have here for you, Marcus, is, you know, what made you want to become a police officer? So, uh, pretty cliche, but I ever, ever since I can remember, I wanted to be a police officer. Um, my nickname's Woody. 
So uh, guy from Toy Story. Uh, so Sheriff Woody always wanted to be a cop after him and whatnot like that. So, and then uh, just from there on, um, been a family friend, uh, was our high school resource, resource officer in Delavan. So I got the chance to ride along with him. It was a great experience. And then just from, from there, going to college, um, going to the academy in uh, Blackhawk College uh, in Janesville. So ever since then, I just, just kept rolling with it. I love going into situations going into wrong situations and making them better and making them right for other people. So that's what I love to do. It's been working so far and hope. Yeah. And that's obviously um, props to you, man. It's, it takes a lot to go and be a police officer and especially everything that's going on right now. We, we really do appreciate you doing that. And I, I absolutely love that you love going into the situations, make them better. Right. We need, we, obviously that's, that's the line of duty that you're in. So, uh, I kind of want to go move back to, you know, take a little deeper dive back into your playing career, you know, and basically your love for the game of football. So when did you get started playing football? So started playing flag football, probably in first grade. Um, I moved on to, we have a youth football program. I played tackle football starting in fourth grade uh, for the Delavan Red Devils. Um, I actually played running back all those years till eighth grade, um, running back in safety. So, um, I was a little guy then, probably a good five, six, 90 pounds soaking wet. So <laughs> those are fun times. Everybody caught up to me in eighth grade, caught their speed up to me, and they're 10 times bigger than me. So I had to just move to the defense side of the ball from there. Yeah. So uh, actually, in high school, you played defensive back as well as wide receiver. Um, yeah. What was the position that you kind of liked more back then? So like I was saying I was a smaller guy in high school, freshman year. Um, probably about five, seven, 115 pounds. So I just played D back, or I played safety, safety for my freshman, sophomore and junior year. So love safety, didn't like hitting too much. Uh, <laughs> just love being that ball hawk out there, going to get picks and whatnot. Uh, but then I transferred over to receiver when I, I grew about four inches my junior to senior year. So went over to the offensive side of the ball, had a great season and I just loved it ever since then. Um, didn't really have to take as much hits, you know that. I can get out of bounds pretty easily, so kind of love that part out of it. Yeah, so you switch from the dark side, the good side, over to the offense, but that's okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, tell us how you were recruited to Whitewater. Like, what stood out, and why did you choose to attend and play football for the Warhawks? So, uh, funny story, actually. Um, first game of my our senior senior year, played Whitewater. Bullis's son is the quarterback over there. So uh, Bullis is at that game on a Friday night. Um, I pick his son off, pick six him. Uh, <laughs> that starts off the game. Uh, I score a couple more times. So Bullis calls me that next week and says, uh, pretty much just uh, starts recruiting me from there. Get to watch a couple games, go to Whitewater, watch their games and whatnot. So that's what started it off, the recruitment at Whitewater. Um, what stood out was definitely the facilities. Um, Real nice facilities, obviously, you know that. And then uh, the coaches at the time, uh, it was Leopold and that crew. Um, and just from there on, the coaches just showing they cared for me and whatnot, showing up to my wrestling meets and whatnot, um, steady calling, showing their interest. So that was a big, big decision on that. My high school coach uh, went to Whitewater as well, uh, Steve Tenahagen. So he had an extra push there for me. 
And then uh, obviously being only 20 minutes from uh, my hometown, that was a big key of it, family coming up to the games and whatnot. And um, my cousin, Marcus McClendon, playing there uh, a year ahead of me. So that was a big decision as well, seeing him win a ring going into it. So that was a cool experience, get to play with him again. And um, that's ultimately what did it. Yeah, and obviously that's a lot of factors into it. And, um, yeah, we're, we're happy that you came to Whitewater, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm happy with that choice as well. Uh, so in, in 2014, in your freshman year, you were able to contribute to the team's success and be able to play as a freshman. You know, just tell us what that experience was like for you. So, yeah, uh, that year I uh, made the traveling squad, played some special teams. Uh, I was receiver four, so I got about 10 to 20 snaps per game, which I wasn't expecting any, to be honest. Uh, so that was that was fun. Um, being in the room with Jake Kumaron, Justin Howard, Joe Worth, they really brought me under their wings, showed me the ways, really boosted my confidence and my swagger brought that to a new level. Um, just what they did out there, it's just like, I, I need to get to that level and them coaching me, them just fixing little things really helped me out with that. Also with them, all three of those guys, uh, the leadership in the receiver room they had really brought my leadership up to how to run a receiver room, how to have trust in your guys and make them trust you that really, uh, they really showed the way and which I had to do uh, for two years, my junior and senior year. And so that was a big factor in that. They really helped that out with me. Yeah, and that's awesome. Just being around those guys, learning from them as much as you possibly can. Yeah. But also in 2014, Whitewater won its sixth national championship game. You know, what was it like being on that, that championship team? It, it was an awesome experience, I gotta say. Um, Throughout that whole playoffs, it was, we had some adversity going. So um, it got leaked somehow that Leipold was uh, going to Buffalo. And that was before our Warper game, I want to say, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, ultimately, everybody's happy for him. Uh, who wouldn't be? But um, I know there's some guys disappointed, upset about it, just the way it came out. But there's nothing we can control over that and whatnot. So that's a big adversity going into that semifinal game. And... Um, it was satisfying winning it all with all that going on. Um, Coach Leipold going out with a bang. And it, it was just satisfying. And then that whole week in Salem was just a great experience from uh, just being around with all the guys, how they uh, pretty much catered to us and whatnot. So it was, it was a fun experience. Yeah, and that's uh, the Warhawks' last national championship um, win. So obviously being a part of that team is also very special as well. Um, Definitely. Moving on to 2016, so you're actually able to play in that record-setting uh, attendance game against UW Oshkosh in 2016. You know, tell us about that experience and just playing in that game. So yeah, it's always fun playing against Oshkosh. It's always a battle. But um, just from right away walking through all the tailgates, you saw those Oshkosh flags flying. You saw our Whitewater uh, fans all out there tailgating and whatnot. Just the atmosphere already. Three hours before the game was just insane. So that was a cool part about it. And then just walking out of the tunnel, seeing that big crowd. It was loud, man. That was a loud game. Um, couldn't hear anything from the sidelines. Um, just a funny story, that last play or that touchdown play, that shout out to Drew Patterson, by the way, that was a heck of a run, my guy. But uh, that last play, I no one could hear Smith yelling. Um, he just like kind of waved me over. I just kind of motioned over. I don't know if I was supposed to do that to this day, but it ended up working out. 
Drew scored. That's all that matters. So that was a that was a fun experience, and that's um, that picture once in a while pops back pops back up and whatnot. So seeing that picture is just that's a that's a crazy picture with all those fans and everything. So it was good stuff. Yeah, and I've I've asked that to a, a bunch of other guys, Cole, Wilbur, right, Bailey, Brynig. I uh, just bought that experience in there. I know Cole always said that you would have to run to the sideline to try to get the get the play call, and he couldn't even hear it. Even at the yeah. side, it was he was like he was like calm down, but it was the other fans that are screaming that loud too. So exactly, that, it was crazy. It was yeah. crazy, nonstop the whole game. Yeah, that's nonstop. that's an awesome atmosphere to be able to play in. So. Yes, sir. You know, during your uh, playing career, you're actually able to make a, a very good impact on your teammates. Um, in 2017, you were named Most Valuable Player. Uh, what was this feeling like? So, uh, I mean, impact I had with the teammates. I mean, it was it really comes down to just showing that I cared about them, um, showing respect to them, and I'll get that back. Uh, just having conversations, not, not about anything really. It doesn't have to be about football. Just listen to what they had to say, what they what they were struggling with, and whatnot. That's what it really came down to. That's where I really found – I felt like I got most respect just from doing that, those little things. Um, it would be days like we didn't even have to talk football. We can just talk about anything, and it will just work out. And then um, it was an honor getting most valuable player. It was a good feeling, a uh, good cap to the career, definitely. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was real. It was a surreal moment at that time. Yeah, and like you said, I think that's just a good point to kind of, you know, bring back is, you know, just being there for guys and listening to what is actually going on in their life, right? I think that's what every teammate should be able to do. You don't have to talk football 24-7. You know, there's other exactly. things about life that goes on that you be able to talk to. And I know, obviously, I always hear that with you that 2017 year, and you're able to do that just with everybody, right? I was on the opposite side of the field, and we had that connection as well. And um, just being able to make that impact on players, right? It's going to last last a lifetime. So, exactly, and you know, our receivers were pretty tight in that room. Mm-hmm. So, um, I felt like me being that only senior that year, leaving, um, I felt like I left it in good hands with those guys below me. So, it, it was we were a really good group, and uh, I, it was it was nice to see their success in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of talking about that 2017 season for the Warhawks, you know. We started off that season one and three, right? Not not a good start, not how we wanted to start it, but we were able to win the final six games. You know, just tell us the difference between the first four games compared to the final six. I mean, um, yeah, no one wants to start off their uh, season like that, obviously. But uh, it just really shows the type of players and the character of the players that right water the coaches recruit. I mean, uh, hardworking, never giving up. We could have easily took an easy route and just said, ah, screw this season. I mean, it is what it is. But we took the harder route, um, came to practice every day, positive attitudes, still fought hard, still had a chance to win a conference title with sharing it with Oshkosh, but, and then sneaking into the playoffs with that, and unfortunately didn't work out. But we took that hard route, battled hard every game, finished out winning that six, going seven and three. Um, Most teams die for that, you know, and, to everybody else, that's been like an upsetting season. That's how we kind of felt, but it, it turned out well. And um, obviously it built some uh, good relationships. It built um, a good ground for the next year's crew as well. Yeah, and I know that's uh, that's a season we talk about a lot here at, at Whitewater, right? It's the season that um, the seniors really showed who they were. And like you said, rec- how Whitewater recruits is the guys that get to 
no matter what adversity is in their way, just like that 2014 exactly. season, right? Just being able to go out there and, you know, get things done, even though when they're not going well. So exactly. I think it's a great attest to um, all the seniors on that team really led and set a good ground for the next year. Yeah, it's a good year. Good year overall, though. Still had fun, so that's all that matters, right? <laughs> yep, that's why we play football. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Marcus, you know, I just what was your favorite um, Warhawk experience overall during your time? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, got a couple off the top of the dome. That would be definitely the national championship, that whole moment, bringing that in, bringing that back to Whitewater. Um, sharing it with all my close friends and whatnot, family members. It was just a great moment at that time. Still is to this day. Um, some other experiences, definitely uh, River Falls game. I think it was back in, uh, had to be 16, um, 15, 2015. Catching a TD pass from my uh, my guy, Tony Gamina, on a tight end pat double pass. So shout out to TG5. That was uh, one of my favorite moments. Uh, that's my best bud there. So that was always a nice connection. And then um, can't forget about our intramural champions championships. I got to throw that out there, you know. So that was a that was some great ex Warhawk experiences. That's awesome. I love it. Bringing it all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you could change anything about your time as Warhawk, what would it be? Uh, okay, so um, I would say. I would change a little bit of my junior year um, coming off a uh, breaking outbreak season. I had sophomore year really showing who I was uh, junior year coming in the season, preseason All-American and whatnot. Um, I was just trying too hard to, to be perfect, be a perfectionist. You know, um, I would beat myself up over little mistakes, dropping balls and whatnot. And I just had my confidence down going into games, going into practices. And my energy being down, which I mean, being a leader in one, in the room, receiver room, I mean, it, it kind of brought down energy to everyone and whatnot. So I would definitely change that. I would go back and uh, then transfer over to the next year, my senior year. It, I, I knew I had to change that. Um, went back to just playing loose, letting the game come to me and whatnot, and just having fun. And uh, it really showed. So that that's one thing I would I would definitely change. And obviously you were able to, you know, fix it the next year and be able to go out there and just, you know, like you said, love the game going out there for the fun. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, how did your UW-Whitewater experience on and off the field really help to get to where you are right now? Um, just being a UW-Whitewater athlete, it really built my resume. I mean, going into interviews. People would always stop and be like, "Hey, uh, I see you're a national championship. I was playing for football for Whitewater, so that was that was a a big connection going into these interviews. And then uh, having Coach Bulls as a reference really really helped out. Um, and then just the little things we always said in at uh, in our meetings and whatnot, just trying to be one percent better every day. Still hold that up, keep that in my head, and still try it to this day. And then um, definitely just controlling what I can control. That's been a big thing, and that helps me out a lot, especially in the field I am in now. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's that's what we we always talk about: get one percent better every day, control what you control, and that's exactly what you did throughout your career. Right, you were able to control what was put in front of you, and you were able to have a successful career. So, exactly.
kind of going back to your personal life here, you know, what does the next five years look like for you? Ooh, five years. Let's do it. Um, well, um, one, I'm getting to, we have a school resurfacer. We have a couple in Greendale. We have a couple of high schools, a few middle, a middle school and a few elementary schools. So I would love to be a school resource officer. I love working with kids, um, getting to build a relationship with kids at a young age. Um, that's, ex that's what I really want to do um, in the next year and then extend that out. And then uh, just to keep on coping. Um, hopefully at Greenfield still. Uh, so just keep on building relationships with those kids as well. Just love seeing them uh, succeed, grow, grow as men as well. It's always fun seeing that. So hopefully keep doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, I love asking that question. A lot of guys don't really know what the next five years look like, but it's having some of an idea is, is always good. So Yeah, definitely. So before we finish off here, I got some five quick hitter questions for you. All right. All right let me hear them. All right, so the first one is the favorite non-Perkins Stadium venue to watch football. Okay. Um, not a Packer fan, but it's probably going to have to be Lambeau. That atmosphere is pretty wild up there, and it's always fun, no matter what fan you are. So definitely Lambeau Field. Awesome. Okay, that goes to my next question. Favorite professional sports team? Don't laugh at me right now, but uh, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. <laughs> <laughs> to say anything, we'll move out of the. I appreciate that. Let's change that quick. <laughs> a favorite non-football hobby? Ooh, uh, probably have to be playing some spike ball. Okay, nice competitive. That's always fun. Yep. Favorite restaurant in Whitewater? Uh, it's definitely not Esker. We'll say that. Uh, but they, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, depending on the day, I guess, but. Like China House is always great for lunch. Um, Monday's Gus's Pizza. There's a little pizza deal over there. That's always great. But overall, I'm going to have to stay with Old Faithful and go with Roses. They satisfy me anytime. I agree. All right, last one. Favorite place to go on vacation? Uh, um, I'd probably have to say Las Vegas. Got some family out there. Um, always good scene out there. Uh, hopefully one of these times I hit big, so... Maybe I can afford one of those lockers in the locker room. You know what I mean? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would have to say Las Vegas, man. Awesome. Well, Marcus, thanks again for joining me today on Inside Warhawk Athletics, presented by Educators Credit Union. I really do appreciate the time, man, and wish you all the best moving forward. Thanks for having me. One last thing. Tell everybody to go vote, wear your mask, and, you know, always bleed purple. So I appreciate you having me, man. Yep. Thank you so much, Marcus. I appreciate it. Let's take a break to talk about Educators Credit Union. We're all educators in our own way. Whether you share knowledge in a classroom with your kids or with your friends, there's a teacher in you. That's why Educators Credit Union membership is open to anyone who works or lives in southeastern Wisconsin. To learn more about joining us, visit ecu.com or call toll-free 1-800-236-5898. That's ecu.com or toll-free 1-800-236-5898. Educators Credit Union, achieving more together. Now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to Inside Warhawk Athletics, presented by Educators Credit Union. We're joined now by the two senior captains of the UW-Whitewater women's tennis team. We have Paige Nierman from Hawthorne Woods, Illinois, graduate of Stevenson High School 
And we have Sabrina Poavra, a uh, senior also from Skokie, Illinois, and a graduate of Niles North. So thank, thank you both for joining me. Um, sub, or, excuse me, Paige, we'll start with you. Um, just like to hear you talk a little bit about how the season is going so far. Um, you know, what you guys are doing for practice. Um, uh, you know, if you're, if you're having team meetings, what you're doing for, you know, bonding and things like that and how everything's going so far. Um, so this year has been obviously a little different than most years. Um, we have two practices a week with coaches and we're also allowed to work out with Lee, but we have two captains practices a week as well, which Sabrina and I run. Um, so I'm glad we at least get a practice this season because um, we don't get to do matches. But um, for the freshmen, we've been trying to like do a few different team bonding activities like movie nights and stuff like that to try to get everything and in, like people involved because we know season isn't we're not traveling on the weekends together and like creating those bonding memories. But we're hoping for in the spring that to change. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we certainly hope to be watching you in the spring as well. Um, but at this point, I want to go backwards to last fall and um, just talk about uh, talking about that season a little bit. Um, the program's 13th straight WIC championship, also the 20th in program history. Um, it came off of also losing your best player, um, Gabby Kitchell, to graduation. And so I think that really says a lot about the team. Um, you know, to be able to, to handle a loss like that and still, you know, win the WIC championship. So, um, so Sabrina, if you could talk to me about that, um, that last season and what that run meant to the, to the program after losing its top player. Yeah. I mean, it was tough, you know, just, we got used to kind of having their, she was somebody you could always count on to like get the job done and losing her, you know, it was a, it was a the rest of the team. We run really deep. Like we have a solid, um, solid team all together. So great. It was, it was tough, really good competition. Um, but definitely felt, felt the pressure there. I mean, playing the best players on lacrosse and Eau Claire, it's never easy. Um, they bring a lot to the table, but it was great getting the job done at the end of the day. Um, couldn't have asked for it to be, to continue the streak. Yeah, absolutely. Edging UW-Eau Claire in that, in that WIC championship. So some competitive matches, um, you know, all the way through. So, um, and obviously, congrats to both of you on, you know, helping the program extend that streak. Um, but Paige, um, Sabrina kind of alluded to this when she talked about how deep the lineup is. And I know that's really one of the kind of been always one of the hallmarks of the program is is depth. Um, and Coach Barnes always talks about depth and doubles really is kind of where um, he feels kind of the program's strengths lie. Um, so talk about, you know, that, that depth that you guys have and how you've been able to really use that as an advantage. Oh, for sure. Um, our team is very deep. We're all like very similar players. And I think that really adds to like, like some teams, their lineup is lower, like 
the players aren't as like strong, but we have players who are strong throughout and especially in doubles that helps. And also because all of us are so close, we like all get along with each other. So it's easy for people to play with other players. If someone gets injured and we need someone to sub in or something like that, like we're all so close and like strong players that we're able to do that. Um, but also like our doubles teams run from one to three, like run pretty deep, which is great. Absolutely. And so it always seems like those four through six spots, you know, there are, are always Warhawks, um, you know, winning those championships. So um, I want to hear about, you know, from each of you on this one, and um, we'll start with Sabrina. The team makes trips each year. Um, you know, you make the annual trip to the ITA fall tournament um, in, uh, in Minnesota. Um, there's the spring break trip. Um, you know, there's usually a couple of other trips sprinkled throughout the year. You know, unfortunately, you weren't able to make the, the spring trip last year. Um, but, you know, Sabrina, let's start with you. I want to hear what your favorite tournament or favorite trip is to take with the team and, and how that how that how enjoyable that experience is. Trips is the best part of of the season, in my opinion. And I mean. It was really unfortunate. Um, that's definitely my favorite tournament. And I mean, losing that was definitely, but I mean, going on trips and, and all that, that's just, we get so close every time on the trip. Is the players get closer? Um, I don't know. It just it just sucks losing that aspect because bond and learn more about each other and the team just gets uh, has more chemistry every time we go on those trips. So it was it was rough losing that, but definitely um, my favorite tournament that we travel to. And yeah, I mean, this, not having the spring trip either devastating. Um, but I mean, hopefully it happens this year. Um, we're being hopeful always, but yeah. For sure. And, and Paige, I want to hear from you on this one as well. I have to agree that ITA is my favorite just because it's like so competitive and it's like the adrenaline's going all weekend and you're with 14 of your closest friends, like sharing a hotel, like all that, just so fun. But um like sabrina said it was very sad that it wasn't happening this year and um this uh spring break trip is also a great trip like we went to south carolina and we took a bus all the way there and we all bonded like made memories and stuff like that and it's just tough not to be able to do that now but i have to say that it is my favorite trip too Um, one of the things that I've always noticed about the program too is there's there's always a lot of siblings um, within the program, whether it's um, you know whether they're on the same team, they're the same gender, or whether it's a men's and a women's player who are brother and sister. Um, you know, this year we've got Elsie and Kelly Ha um, on the women's side, and then the Guillermo brothers on the men's side. Um, and really, that's something that Coach Barnes always seems to. Um, have on his team for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's the connection to camps or what it is. Um, uh, but, but Sabrina, talk to me about that. And I, I mean, I would imagine that has to enhance the chemistry of the team a little bit too. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, it's basically like having a little kit of one of eights already, you know? So, yeah, I mean, he's amazing at recruiting people, as always. Um, that really match chemistry, I feel like, and people that will fit in, like, very easily, which is always nice because, you know, doubles teams are always changing, and, you know, nobody has problems playing with anyone, which is something that is pretty awesome because, you know, great that way, but, I mean, even our dynamic off the court, especially, like, we're all super close well and yeah i mean he just does a great job of of recruiting people that really met really important yeah you know that's actually a good you know segue into my next question and um Paige, i'll start with you and I'll, I'll hear from both of you on this one as well but um talk to me about the coaching staff um frank barnes you know he's a guy who Really from, you know, uh, trying to think, he's really got like a month and a half off his entire year. Um, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's stepping on the gas pedal throughout the year. You know, you include summer camps in that. And really his time off is like November and December, and that's pretty much it. You know, he's right back at it with the men's team in early January. Um, but we'll start with you just... Tell me about the coaching staff, Grant Thompson as well, the assistant coach, and then, you know, there's several other assistants who kind of work with the program as well. But what does that coaching staff help to develop you um, as, a, as a player and as a uh, person? The coaching staff is so hardworking. Like, Frank and Grant, they're both great. And, like, I dislocated my knee uh, sophomore year. First one at the hospital was Frank. You know, he was right there, ready to, it was like nine o'clock at night. Like he was there to like be there for me. You know what I mean? Like he's like a great coach and um, Grant, he does individual hits with us and he like will wake up early and do 8 a.m. hits with us like and to help prepare us for the season and just better us as players. And he does them all throughout the day. And he obviously could do, be doing way other like different things for like, his job and stuff like that, but he's there helping us get better, which is amazing. I agree with everything Paige said. I mean, Grant has to leave every day at four to go do other he has outside of tennis. And just the fact that he's basically on the court all day with us. And I mean, Frank has just been the best since day one. And, and now he's in quarantine and we're trying to cheer him up every day. And, you know, give him some entertainment while he's gone, like him funny thing. Um, and, uh, you know, they're both just people that we can really trust. And I feel like that's important. Like the trust aspect, both of them. And yeah, they just, they make it really easy to be part of this team. And you can tell that they really can. Lead and, you know, there's no question about that. So that's that's kind of the best part. For sure. he's They're both definitely uh, dedicated, professional, um, really easy to work with on our end, too. So they're, they're awesome. Um, but at this point, I want to talk to both of you just about, um, you know, being seniors on this team. Um, you know, what 
what are some of those things? And we'll start we'll start with um with Paige on this one. What are some of those things you kind of hope to pass along to the younger players? Um, kind of what I guess what legacy from a bigger picture standpoint, kind of what legacy you hope to leave um, with this team? Just to always be hardworking and to like put your best foot forward. Like everyone on this team, like they want it. Like we're playing tennis here for a reason. You know what I mean? Like we want to be winners. We want to like have the, like win these championships. And as long as everyone's dedicated, like we know the seniors that when we were freshmen, they were so dedicated and they like put that on us. You know what I mean? So now it's like our turn to like help the freshmen and all the other players now, like carry that like legacy for us. Um, I just keeping the, the love of the game is something really important to me because you see a lot of players in the college and they kind of lose the for the game and like, the drive and they don't want to they don't want to go to practice every day they don't want to go to lifts with lee and like i don't know i feel like we've done a good job of kind of keeping that love for the game and you know wanting to go every single day having tennis be the the best part of your day you know the place where you can really release your stress you know it shouldn't be something stressful it should be something relaxing and and i feel like the legacy behind just I don't know, just having a, a light energy on the court and being a great friend to all your teammates as well. I being somebody that your teammates, your younger teammates can count on is something super important. And that's kind of how I hope that you meet as a captain. Paige, I'll start with you on this question um, and go to Sabrina as well. But um, I want to hear about your favorite moment that you've had um, as a player with this program over the last uh, three plus years. That's a tough one. There's been a lot, but um, I would have to say last year at the ITA tournament, um, I made it to the semifinals and that was like a big match for me and it was super exciting and some of the girls had to go home on the bus early, but seeing that they were all watching the match like on their TVs and on their phones and like cheering me on still, even though they weren't there, like that just meant so much. And like my teammates who were still there cheering me on too, like it's just a great atmosphere to have. There was one time, I think I was a freshman and I clinched a win us. It was a win that we really needed. And I had no idea that I was even the match that was a, like supposed to clinch like they needed my win and frank didn't tell me because he he was scared that it would make me too nervous <laughs> so i won that match and i was like oh great whatever and he was like you just clinched like the entire thing and i was like why didn't you say anything <laughs> and he was like i didn't want to make you nervous and i was like oh this is a funny story but basically any tight matches that we had we've really dug deep and we have a great cheering dynamic too. I feel like just anytime we have close matches, we're always cheering each other on. And at spring break, we had a super close match with a uh, New Jersey school that we won. And um, trip that we've had, I definitely have a favorite memory. It's really tough to choose. Yeah, certainly understandable. So many moments really, um, you know, for both of you over the last three years all the WIC championships, you know, all those ITA matches and, um, you know, there's, there's a lot there for sure. So, um, 
right now, um, just to kind of wrap up, um, would love to hear from each of you, um, and we'll start with Paige, just about, you know, what your kind of future status is as you move forward, um, you know, academically, athletically, you know, I know we're hoping to have a, a spring season here, um, with a, including a WIC championship. Um, but talk to me about just your future, um, what you're studying, and, you know, um, what that looks like over the next year or so. Yeah, so obviously hoping for a WIC championship and spring season. But um, I'm a communicative sciences and disorders major. So that means I want to be a speech pathologist. And so I have to go to grad school. So right now I'm applying to grad schools, which is pretty hectic. But I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm obviously going to try to keep my game of tennis going after school, too. But Awesome. And Sabrina, um, same question to you, just about your your future academically, what you're studying and, uh, you know, um, what the next year or so looks like for you. Um, I mean, health and human performance with a minor in allied health, um, which means that I'm looking forward. To I also have to go to grad school and I'm also working on that and trying to get my applications in, which is, you know, it's hitting me. I'm going to be leaving this place soon, but, um, yeah, it's going to be tough, especially if we don't have season. Will, and I really hope that we do. Um, just hoping to get that closure, you know, that, that we we want so badly since we're seniors. And, um, yeah, I'm just hoping that next year it'll happen. Thank you so much to both of you for joining me on Inside Warhawk Athletics presented by Educators Credit Union. Um, you know, as, as somebody who works in the athletics department, um, it's, been a, it's been a privilege to watch both of you over the last three plus years. Again, hope to watch you this spring, um, you know, and compete for WIC championship. So um, whatever happens, I wish both of you the best moving forward. Thank you so much. Thank you. you bet. Thank you. It was a pleasure.